helping CEOs and business leaders discover the energy to perform exceptional brilliance and positively impact the lives of those around them. Be inspired by world leaders, game-changing influencers, and next-level gurus. This is the Active CEO Podcast, where the ordinary don't belong. And now your host, CEO and founder of Energy to Perform, international speaker and leadership performance coach, Craig Johns. Kia ora and hi, I'm Craig Johns and welcome to episode 115 of the Active CEO Podcast, where we are decoding the next segment of breaking the CEO code. Today we're talking about performance. Productivity starts with happiness. So what is performance in the workplace? It's completion of a task with the application of knowledge, skills, and abilities. Performance is an achievement of the organization in relation with us. It's about goals. It includes outcomes achieved or accomplishes through contribution of individuals or teams to the organization's strategic goals. Employee performance, however, may refer to the behavior in the workplace and how well you perform your work duties that you've obligated to them. Performance may refer to work effectiveness, quality and efficiency at the task level. This, you know, performance is generally uh, acknowledged in around the fact that it's accurate, neat, attentive to detail, consistency, thorough, high standards, follows procedures. It all sounds very systemized and, and following some sort of rule book. So managing, how to, measuring and managing employee performance is important because it, it gives you as a leader the ability to properly gauge workers' efficiency, identify who is working hard and who isn't, and determine how you may properly compensate your workforce and improve your workplace's overall productivity. So performance is achieving outcomes in an effective manner. Now, how do we get there, right? So we talked about productivity starts with happiness. So we'll, we'll define a little bit on productivity first, and then we'll delve into what is enjoyment and happiness in a workplace. So productivity is not what you produce. Productivity is what you accomplish. So it's not what you produce, it is what you accomplish. So the state of quality of being productive, you know, what is that state? Charles Duhigg defines productivity as making certain choices in certain ways that moves us from being merely busy to genuinely productive. And that's really important to understand. So busy means producing lots while being generally productive means you're actually accomplishing things that are going to move the company forward, that are going to actually achieve the vision and the mission of the organization and achieve the goals that you have set. There are two types of productivity. There's workforce productivity, the to which is the total amount of goods and services 
workers produce in a certain period. And then there's personal productivity, which is the relevant output of an individual in a certain period of time. So relevant output, and we can also add in there relevant output and accomplishment of an individual in a certain period. So as a employee, they do not have control over workforce productivity. However, they have 100% control over personal productivity. And it's a state of mind that people consciously choose. So productivity is not what you produce, it is what you accomplish. Let's look at enjoyment in the workplace here a little bit. Enjoyment is the greatest recruitment and retention tool in the world. Productivity and performance increases when people feel happy and enjoy what they do. As Sidney J. Harris once said, happiness is a direction, not a place. So if we want greater performance and productivity, we first need happiness and enjoyment in the workforce. So where is your attention and what is your intention? That's important to know as a leader and for your employees also to know where is your attention and what is your intention right now? Happiness and enjoyment are a positive effective state that satisfies a desire, goal or need. It's a pleasure, meaning, security, safety, sustenance, esteem, belongingness, or even love, which we get enjoyment and happiness from. So what are enjoyable organizations? It's where individual differences are nurtured. Information is not suppressed or spun. The company adds value to employees rather than taking value from them. The company stands for something meaningful. It has purpose. Work is intrinsically rewarding and it avoids stupid rules for the sake of stupid rules. Now, highly engaged employees are 50% more likely to exceed expectations. They are also more are highly engaged people outperform those that aren't by 54% in employee retention, 89% in customer satisfaction, and fourfold in revenue growth. So how can you ensure that you have a happy and enjoyable organization where your employees have the self-determination to set their own path and be accountable for their own success? Think about how much value you should extract from your workers, but about how much value to instill in them. So it's not about how much value to extract from, but how much value instill in your employees. 
Authentic organizations are clear about what they do well. And this is an important part of happiness enjoyment. The last thing you want is employees to walk away from a meeting or walk away from a day going, is that all there is? Just because they achieve something, like they may have finished a task, did it actually mean something for them? Because people want to do good work that matters and makes a difference. They want to be in a position where they can magnify their strengths, not their weaknesses. They want some more autonomy and structure and where the organization is coherent, honest and open. They need a place where having fun at work is twice. So having fun at work is twice as effective than motivational talks aimed at stimulating employees. Think about that. How often do we try and motivate our staff? And let's think about inspiring our staff. Because if we're going to inspire our staff and make it fun and enjoyable for them, we will reduce absence, we will boost productivity and lower levels of stress. Your culture is your brand. So setting that culture of enjoyment and happiness that stimulates your employees through inspiration and happiness will help grow and evolve your brand because your culture is your brand. Now, if you can establish your environment at work where people find meaning in their work, it'll show to increase their own internal motivation, engagement, empowerment, their career development, job satisfaction, individual performance, and personal fulfillment, which leads to decreasing absenteeism and stress, as we mentioned before. Enjoyment and happiness also helps to create a mental health, mentally healthy workplace where there is then enhanced work performance and productivity. There's improvements for your company's bottom line. There's improvements to your employees' well-being. And it attracts and keeps great talent. So think about your job design for your employees. The team component, how you, how you bring that team together. How you ensure that your employees have a balance and a barrier between, well not a barrier, that they're able to differentiate between home and work life. And they're able to bring out their own individuality. Because happiness is those things that make life worth living. Your happy people generally are more optimistic. They have positive emotions, resilience. They have a purpose that is aligned to the company. They have positive relationships and ex excel with creative achievement. 
So if you want to create healthy companies which have joyful and engaged individuals and flourishing communities within, then it's important that you stimulate an environment where there is positive emotion, there's engagement or flow in the work that they do. There are positive relationships, there's meaning and purpose and accomplishment. Because happiness hinges upon the strength and authenticity of people's social connections, their aptitude for human kindness, and their constructive role in meaningful community. So what can leaders do? You can provide for work-life flexibility and balance. You can exercise positive reinforcement on a regular basis. You instill perks that aren't a pay rise. You can abstain from micromanaging. Invest in employees' personal and professional growth and celebrate wins with fun days. That are not just fun to you, but are fun to everyone. Because happy workplaces benefit with happiness being a multiplying effect. So if the more people are happy, the more that grows out and goes into your customers and you create this big vibe. Happy employees have the right attitude. They increase productivity. They encourage risk-taking. Happy employees support each other are not afraid to make mistakes. Happiness inspires creativity. And people like to work with happy people. Happy employees work better with others. They fix problems instead of complaining. They get sick less and make better decisions and learn faster. So how can we ensure that we have a happy place? Because the happier people are, the more productivity you are likely to create and develop. All right, let's dive into productivity now. We, we often make the mistake of equating being busy with being productive. They're actually not the same thing. Everyone in life has 24 hours in a day. It's not just about making the most of all 24 hours. It's about creating lasting habits of achievement and fulfillment instead of chasing endless lists of tasks. In other words, it's important to lead an environment where people work smarter, not harder. Because productivity without passion is just checking goals off a list. So how can you ensure that your employees have a clear vision for the day? They set limits on their time and get products, uh, projects done early. So how can we ensure that people have relevant output? You know, that they're working on the right things. Because having high productivity is in a way that is not achieving the output and accomplishments 
that is desired and aligned to your vision and mission can be absolutely useless. So focusing on relevant outpoint where you get the right things done is important. And it's not just doing it once or twice, it's the consistent output and achievement which drives results. So how can you ensure that your employees and yourself as a leader work on the right things so you get more and better results so you can realize growth in both employees, yourself as a leader and the company? Now productivity always has some challenges. There's plenty of distractions from chatter in the workplace to social media notifications to random phone calls to other life things that are happening. Personal reasons, you know, there's stresses outside of the workplace that are affecting their ability to be productive. And also not enough training. So sometimes employees end up with a task, whether it's been delegated to them or they have made it themselves, but they don't actually have enough training. So it takes them a long time to actually complete a task or, or get close to completing a task. So we need to ensure that they have the right education and training to be able to perform the tasks that are set for them or they have um, self-established. Some ways to improve productivity are creating a journal and writing down what they've got to do, what they achieved, and maybe even a brief outline of how they felt or what went right or wrong. It's no different to an athlete who has a daily exercise journal or diary because that's how they get the improvement. You take strategic breaks, and we talked about this in CEO Paradisation a few episodes back, where it's in your, your body and mind can only be productive for a certain amount of period of time before it needs a break to recharge so you can go back to high productivity again. And it's based on a three to one work to rest ratio. So say if you work 45 minutes, then you have a 15 minute break. Now, the most highly productive people, depending on which research, is anywhere between 45 minutes and potentially up to one and a half hours. But most of the work is sitting around that, 45 minutes to an hour, and then you need a break. So if you work 45 minutes, and we base it on three to one work to rest ratio, then you need 15 minute break from that before you can actually come back to it and be productive again. If it's an hour, then 20 minute break, and so on and so on. We need to realize that goals don't replace systems. So we need systems in place to be continuously productive, not just goals. So we need goals and systems. It's important to block out time in our diary or in our schedule to ensure that we have time allocated to achieve work. Because if we're always in meetings or always available for social media or for phone calls, then we're not going to have that time to actually deliver. We're more effective and productive when we focus on one thing rather than trying to multitask. We need to be able to manage our energy as well. So ensuring, as we talked about those breaks earlier in CEO periodization, that you have the energy to continue throughout the day. 
So making sure you're getting exercise and making sure that you're eating well, making sure you're having time to free your mind and recover with purpose. Busyness is a trap, so we need to be careful that we don't fall into it, of thinking that just because we're busy, we're actually productive. Now, we can help ourselves by setting rituals or cues to switch us on or off work and to get us focused on a task. And we need to figure out also how do we be productive and how do we move away those distractions when it's very chaotic and uncertain and things are changing so fast, like many of you have experienced in COVID-19. So to ensure we have high productivity, we need to ensure that there is one, internal motivation. Two, it relies on the personality of the person. Because sometimes if you're real high productivity, some personalities don't quite suit it. So how can we be more optimistic rather than pessimistic? Comes down to natural talent, training, environment, support, time management, mental energy. And as we said before, you need to understand that you can't just go from one task to the next task to the next task or try and multitask because your brain requires time to disengage from one set of tasks or a task to another. So as we spoke about at the beginning, productivity starts with happiness. So how can you create that happy workplace so that you can deliver or set up the environment for great productivity to, to occur? And people have 100% control over the choices they make in personal productivity. So how are you gonna ensure that you have the environment that allows the state of mind to deliver great performance in your organization or your team? If you found this episode has an impactful influence on you, then please share with your people and your team so they too can be Become a world-class leader. Now, coming up on episode 116 of the Active CEO podcast, we have David Lindsay, and we're going to be talking about um, performance and setting goals and um, what it takes to be effective as a person and in the workforce. It's you're, you're going to learn all sorts of things around how do you overcome adversity like breaking your arm in an arm wrestling competition and, and setbacks like ACL injuries as a professional athlete. So join me in listening to a very energetic and highly engaging and enjoyable conversation with David in our next episode. To learn more about Breaking the CEO, then go to craigjohns.com.au or join the conversation on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram by searching Craig Johns or Craig Johns Official. So thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. And look forward to your feedback and reviews and comments about each episode. I'm Craig Johns. This is the Active CEO Podcast, where the ordinary don't belong. Join the active CEO movement by visiting www.nrgtoperform.com. That's nrg2perform.com. Share this podcast on LinkedIn and be sure to tag in NRG to Perform. Leave a review on iTunes. Drop us a line with your feedback and questions 
and connect with us on the NRG to Perform Facebook and Instagram pages. Be sure to check out the next Active CEO podcast where the ordinary don't belong.